Welcome to Talk Your Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Diamond Ariel. And if you're Black, a person of color, or an ally, this podcast is for you. This platform gives Black entrepreneurs and creatives a space to be seen, heard, and understood, to have audacity, talk their shit, and look good while doing it. This isn't a place to be humble, rather to be yourself and take up every inch of space you deserve. So get ready because it's time for you to talk your shit. Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of Talk Your Shit Podcast. We're going to talk about the fashion industry and what it's like being one, amazing, and two, a Black luxury handbag designer. I'm joined today by Miss Tressa Walker. How are you? I am doing amazing. So happy to be here. I am so happy that y'all are here. I am excited to have this conversation with you because y'all, she's she's amazing. Just from the brief conversation I've had with you, I already know y'all are killing it. They're not ready. (laughs) (laughs) So Tressa, tell us what you do. Well, what I do, well, now what I do is I am a handbag designer. I'm having to really take that title and really run with it because I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, because, you know, you kind of tiptoe around with your new ventures. But Mm -hmm. some background, um, I am a real estate broker in the Atlanta market during, Mm -hmm. you know, that's my profession and what I do. Um, And I've learned a lot from that. I've been in the industry for over 17 years. So, yeah, so making a total turn or pivot to another direction within the fashion world through mm-hmm. handbag designs is a is different but that is where i am right now okay well tell us tell us all about it what is your background so you said that you're real estate mm-hmm. and so how did you get to where you are now oh so it started a long time ago as <laughs> A young teen, well, probably before my preteen. So here's the thing. My mom got some magazines, you know, they used to be able to sign up to get all these different magazines. Well, I was about 10 years old and my mom got me Vogue magazines (laughs) instead of like 17 and all of the other ones. So I grew up in a small town, very small town in Georgia, um, Tifton. Not many people have heard of that, but small town, we didn't have anything that was in the Vogue magazines. Let me just say that. Our mm-hmm. mall only had about two or three stores, two or three stores. But I grew up looking in these magazines and um, the things that stood, the, the items that stood out to me the most were handbags. So I've mm. been obsessed with handbags um, as long as I can remember. Um, but again, being in a small town, you don't see the handbags that are in those Vogue magazines. And so I would, <laughs> I would just create, you know, be imagining things. And I was thinking about this the other day where I had a, a fifth grade dance that was coming up. And so I drew out like the outfit, which was chicken scratch. But I made mm-hmm. sure my bag that was that I was designing out was on i mean it was colorful it had all the crayons and all of that get different stuff to make it pop so um that's where it kind it started and mm-hmm. as i've been thinking about it you know i didn't know that there was a lane really for fashion like you could you know no one in my hometown or no one that i knew you know was 
you know, they were fashionable, but nobody did fashion as a career. Um, so I really didn't really connect the two. I just knew you go off to college, you get a degree and, mm -hmm. um, you know, go and be great. But um, luckily for me, one of my first schools when I went, when I graduated high school was a fashion school, but I went for business administration, the business right. side. Yeah. Because I thought that was more safe. I lived with a fashion. They were in school for fashion design, fashion merchandising, interior design. I kind of took that for granted and thought that, okay, I need to do the safe thing. And I can remember mm -hmm. going to my um, roommates and saying, hey, can you, I'm going to draw this out. Can y'all make this? Can you make this? And so, so fortunately for me, my school was in the bottom of Phipps Plaza, which is a high-end mall. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. in Atlanta. So I had everything around me that said fashion, but I was afraid. I thought I needed to have mm -hmm. more. I needed to have that four-year degree. I needed to have this. I needed to have that. So, so you know, you said something. You said being safe, <laughs> Play, playing it safe. Yeah. And that, I don't know why but that is so ingrained, especially in the black community is to play it safe. Don't do anything too crazy. Don't go out there starting businesses and you don't even know, you know, what's going to happen. You should be a nurse. You should be a doctor. You should just play it safe. Right. And so a part of it, I think, you know, comes from our history where, you know, we were, we were never safe, honestly, in our history. We, you know, always had to take a risk. We also always had to do something to, you know, feel safe. And so the thought of now doing something where we now we have freedom, but the thought of doing something that, you know, isn't safe, is like, oh, hold on. Like, I don't I don't I don't know what's going to happen with this. And the thing is, is that we never know what's going to happen. Life is unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. So we might as well do something crazy. Right. We might as well risk it because that is how we, you know, get to pursue our passions and get to find what we truly love and enjoy life and not be miserable. Right. Right. So. The fact that you decided to not play safe when everyone around you told you to play it safe, now you're over here doing things that, you know, what you love, designing handbags, okay? Yeah. And I love that you are doing that. And I love when I, went, when I met you, I was super excited. I was like, oh my God, I can't <laughs> wait to get one, you know? It took some time and I have played it safe. Mm -hmm. uh, one, of my, one of my close friends, she always, you know, says, you are such a rule follower. Like I'm such a rule mm. Tell me to do something. I mean, you know, there are rules to be broken, but pretty much, you know, mm -hmm. standard of, okay, you go to school, you get this degree because now I left the fashion school and ended up transferring to a university because what? It was the safe thing to do, but mm -hmm. it, but everything now makes sense. It makes mm -hmm. sense. The failed businesses in my twenties that didn't do well. Um, because I was relying on others and didn't mm -hmm. really take ownership of it. All of these mm -hmm. things now are making sense. And that allowed me to step out and say, okay, wait a minute. These designs are 20 years old. What are you mm -hmm. going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you, mm -hmm. are you going to sit back on the sidelines and watch? Because I have, I've watched all the emerging Black design, handbag designers that have come to the forefront over the past few years, buying yes. first initial bags, 
that, mm. you know, that just came out because I was like, oh, this is this is nice. OK, let me support or me. I've, I've liked handbags that said had a story behind it or, you know, had some uniqueness and and everything. But most of the time I, you know, I didn't see anyone that looked like me that was designing handbags. I mean, mm. think about it. Up until recently, maybe in the past, and maybe maybe five, ten years, we're seeing it like everywhere. So mm-hmm. it really made me, and it was over the pandemic that made me say, "Wait a minute, maybe I can do this." Let me just figure. Yes, it out. yeah, just... it's something about being stuck in your house for for forced to be in your house for months that make you want to get your life together. <laughs> Look, it's something about the world ending that's like, hmm, maybe I should do something, you know? (laughs) Maybe I should do something. Okay. And when I'm going through um, some old boxes, pull out the Mm -hmm. old sketchbook, and I see my old designs just sketched Mm -hmm. out and had to put the dust off of them. This is this been sitting around for a long time. And and that's what's so crazy about it to me. Honestly, I'm talking 20 years ago. My design, yes, 20 years ago is when I drew when I drew out my first bag, which is now I can see it. So I took I, mm-hmm. I was intentional about making sure that that design from 20 years ago was my first product my first handbag that was that came to life of course i modernized it put a little twist to it to make it fit right again not an artist now so don't i don't have these design skills it's like three-dimensional mm-hmm. no it was chi- almost chicken scratch mm-hmm. um, for me just sketching out my logos um i always knew what it, if, if i if at the time if i ever had a handbag line i always knew the name and I had sketched out the logo and, and all of that. Um, but it was really when I was going through and, and dusting it off and was like, why didn't I ever pursue this? But the thing about it is, especially when I look at what was on paper and now having a physical product in my hand, it's almost like, wow, you did that. You really you did out. that. You did that. Mm-hmm. So in those days when I'm questioning, because those questions in your head don't go away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like mm-hmm. you said, in our community, you know, it play it safe. And, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the economy's mm-hmm. bad, the recession. Why are you trying to right. do this? Those right. questions don't still are in your head, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's go back to it. And then you, I have it and I see it and I'm like, wow, okay, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah. Keep on yeah. keeping yeah. And it's important, too, for the Black community to do too much, to not play it safe. Because the white people, okay, the white man is not out here playing it safe. Okay? He is, he is doing too much, doing the most. We got some mediocre white men out here, billionaires. For what reason? For none. Okay? So why can't the Black, why can't Black people do it? Why can't Black women do it? Right? right. Why can't she be too much, be too loud, and make too much money? Right? I know. You know? Right. So... Cheers to Rihanna. Okay, she's gonna be shot on every every episode. Every episode. Okay. Right. Self-made billionaire. Thank you. Self-made billionaire. Okay. I want that for all of us, honestly. Me too. Yes. I too. And that's the that is the reason why now, present day, 
it keeps me going because it's bigger than us. And as I've kind of expanded on what I want my brand and what I want my handbags to mean, I want it to me. I want it to have a message of community. When you see my handbag, it shows support. It's a safe space. It's saying, hey, you can come here. You can come and speak to me. You can come and talk to me. It's a conversation piece. It's a way to say, hey, yes, this was a black designer. You know, black. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, I have all the things they say that you're not supposed like, I'm not supposed to have a handbag. Not only raised in a very small town, um, black woman, single mom at that. Let's add that piece to it. Raising a child, uh, raising a beautiful, brilliant daughter on my own. So this is an example for her as well. So all of those things that tell you you can't do this, it shows. I'm like this. If I can do it, yes, you can. You can. Like I'm Mm -hmm. a, and that is one of the things that keeps me, that really does keep me going. I'm all about Mm -hmm. building um, I've built teams. And then when I think about all the teams I've built and all the money I have made for mm. others, for other companies, other other um, real estate companies, even, even so much so. I feel like as a black woman, we are so magical. We can come up with ideas. We can make, we can make a dollar out of 15 cents. We can do all of the things. But yeah. I was doing all of the things for other people. Mm-hmm. creating and, and um, creating ideas, creating um, concepts, building teams that I was able to see others profit from it. And mm-hmm. it wasn't, it, it wasn't until I made a connection when, as I was doing the hand, doing my handbags and I was just like, but nobody knows me. You know what I mean? And um, is anybody going to buy this? And um what if it fails and all of that? But I remember I was on I was on this show once, right? Just came up with an idea. It was a it was a talk show of a um one of the uh housewives had a talk show about 10 years ago. And I would watch, I I watched it and I was just more connected to how she built her business. Like, how did how did it okay, so it was just this and then it turns into uh, she sold it for like a hundred and something million dollars to this uh, skinny girl, skinny girl brand. So she has a talk show. So she she does these different things, Bethany in your business. But then she said, I want you in our in my business. So I'm creating a new drink. I want you to uh, audience submit your favors. Top three will be flown up to New York and then we'll choose on stage. I just so happily say, hey, well, let me put my, I have an idea because that's what I do. I come up with ideas. I come up with this. Girl, they called me and I flew up there. Three, it's three other people Mm -hmm. for my flavor and uh, one. And one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Immaculate. I love that for you. Yes, it was amazing. And she said, you know, at that point, you are a product developer. Your drinks will be in stores nationwide and mm. all of this stuff. And it was just like, 
wow, okay. But I didn't even realize the power of just the creativity of of that, you know, just mm-hmm. something that literally just came to me and it was received and it was in stores nationwide. It taught me something recently as far as like, you know what, the magic and the power that's in there. It made me sit back and was like, when I had those doubts, I'm like, you're magical. You yeah. can come up with ideas and and although other other people were able to profit more from it take mm-hmm. that same magic take that same ideas that you feel that others can benefit from or that they will you know you know whatever whatever i was feeling on it and apply it to you do that mm-hmm. same thing that you've done for others for yourself and see what can be created now i'm like it's my turn Let's make it happen because mm-hmm. I know exactly. Yeah, it's my it's in it's because if I don't do this, who behind me won't? Who's mm-hmm. coming up? Because that's the one thing about it. I want to share. Okay, this is what this is what happened. This is how I did this. This is how I did that. Not holding it for captive and secrets because you know sometimes when you try to reach out and find people to help you, everybody go mute. Then don't nobody know how they did. Nothing. Why? Crickets. Cricket. I don't know what it is when a black person gets a job. It's like, ooh, I'm so happy for you. You were out here working for the white man. You know, <laughs> out here working for corporate America. But then when it's like, oh, I started a business, crickets. Cricket. Yeah, like they didn't even see your post. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. how we're going to do How How do y'all expect us to take over? And y'all not even supporting us, you know? Right. That is mm-hmm. the thing. Of, but I will say what has been so refreshing and so great is like meeting people like you that have been so supportive and so like, how can we collaborate? What can we do together? I have this resource or I have this. And sharing, when I tell you it has been, this has been this year of that since, since January. It's mm-hmm. just been meeting those with like minds that are like, hey, I'm not trying to hoard all the secrets. I know that what what I feel like is everyone is confident in their own space and understand Mm -hmm. that they bring some uniqueness and some genuine, you know, bring their own to the table to where you can feast and share. And it's like, hey, okay, well, I got this resource. I've been blown away by the support of people that didn't know me from anyone and it's just like, okay, you doing this? I'm doing this. Okay, let's link up. Let's do this. And it's genuine. ROI did that. I was blown away by that. Look, I'm trying to tell these people about ROI. Y'all need to come. Oh, okay. you, let me tell you. I was telling everybody. I was, you know, Look. I'm like, oh, ones or something. <laughs> I got to tell everybody. Because I just felt so, because naturally, and it may not show right now, because, you know, I am an introvert. <laughs> like it takes, Oh, same sense. Same. Okay. And who, okay. Whole introvert starting a podcast talking too much. <laughs> like even talking that, even thinking about doing a podcast, I would just be like, "Oh my gosh, I got to mm-hmm. talk." Because I'm, you know, kind of mm-hmm. in the background when I need to be in the forefront and need to be mm-hmm. in front, I can do it. But it take everything in my whole soul and everything that hype. You got to be in the mirror, like okay, like Issa Rae, like let me get hey look. <laughs> So that was so, and ever since then, it's just changed my, 
my outlook on everything. Like I felt when I came back from ROI, I was like, I felt like I was in a bubble of support and people where you felt okay and felt like, okay, it's okay to go over and say, hey, yeah. I'm such and such or, you know, hey, what do you do? I know I felt like I was stalking you beforehand. Look, <laughs> when I saw you on Facebook and you was a stylist, I'm like, oh, I need to meet her. Okay, you had your brain. Oh, I need to get in there. Hey, Diamond. There were there apparently like a good handful of people that stalked me beforehand. They already knew me. They were waiting to meet me. And I'm like, me? Little, little on me? Okay. I was like, yeah, but then at the end, I was like, let me, Look. Uh, let me find <laughs> Diamond. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Took me to go all the way to ROI to find these secret gems of amazing women that are doing it here in Atlanta. Oh, my gosh. And just as supportive as it was at ROI, just as much support here. It was my, it, it just blew my mind away. And so it's kept me. You know, you know, they say when you go to conferences and stuff, like it wears off like a week and a half later, you all hyped up on cloud nine and like I can conquer the world. And then it just you get back to reality. And I would say if I would not have had that support in place, that could have possibly happened because getting back into still, you know, I'm doing dual things. I'm, you know, designing and trying to launch, you know, trying to do the next um, launch. While still my everyday of being a real estate broker, which is totally different. And so I can see where it was kind of slumping and me losing that momentum and then me getting back in my head. But it was like um, the people that I met, we had a group chat on um, going and it was like, hey, let's meet up. Let's all meet up. Let's keep this going. And they're holding each other accountable. And that's the thing that I see that's needed in this entrepreneurship and stepping out you gotta have that support you gotta have that tribe you gotta have that squad around you that's going to that understands that understands mm. the difficulties of being a black woman being um you know going into this fashion space that is the beast <laughs> that fashion yeah, is really Child, fashion industry is, an, is another another beast. So have you always wanted to be in fashion? Like, have you always wanted to be a handbag designer? You know, always loved handbags. The designing mm -hmm. part of it, it didn't come until later um, of me actually believing I, you know, could. I always said if I had. But mm -hmm. I love, like I said, I had a love for handbags since I was younger, but I just started appreciating the handbags that were created around. Like if you could, I can tell you this, I, my best friend, we've been, we've been best friends since I was like 12 and she used to go, we didn't have this store, which is everywhere now, TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. And I remember giving her some money and saying, okay, it was these pair of jeans that were out. They were real hot. I need that, but I need you to find me a bag. I need you to find me a purse. Bring me a purse back. I don't, I just, just pick out something. Trusted her enough. I knew she, she has great style herself. So, um, mm -hmm. so it's been like that. And then I can remember, I remember moments of being able to carry a, a, a special handbag or what I, what I felt is was special. And so 
I remember uh, my cousin let me borrow her little bitty coach bag for the summer while I was visiting her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I love the feel of it. Because it's like, for me, it's an experience. Yes. When I see a handbag or see a really well-made, oh, one that feels a certain mm-hmm. way. And then as I got older, me looking at, I looked at it as a piece of wearable art. And so it told a story for me. I would be able to kind of look and I mean, now I say this, I make purse contact before I make eye contact. I love that. Yeah. So and, I, me, and I, this means I make eye contact with your outfit before I make eye contact with you. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. And it yeah. tells that story. It says mm-hmm. something to me. And I, I always balance this out when I tell people this. It's like, now I'm not judging your handbag. I'm looking at it and it almost can tell me a little bit about that person. And right. I've been pretty, pretty on point with it. Once I, <laughs> once I take mm-hmm. a look, what, when I'm, when I see someone care and I always think, okay, so I wonder what made her decide this bag. What was the story mm-hmm. behind it? And so that's, what's really important to me, the story behind the bag. And so that's why each one of my bags has a story or is connected mm-hmm. to it, it's connected to somebody. Tell me where the name came from. I don't even want to try to say the name right now. I'm going to let you say it because I don't have like, I'm not I trying to it. It. So how did you, where did the name come from? Tell us how to pronounce it. <laughs> so and I've the had meaning. the name my entire life because it's my middle name. Mm-hmm. It's Asa. So Asa. Asa. Okay. Yes. So the story behind it is so special to me and it 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 possesses everything about me. My mother's best friend named me. So um I my first name is actually named after her daughter and she named me Asa. I don't know why because I don't know where the name came from. There is no you know, the, it, it, I've heard since I've launched, you know, people have, you know, felt very nice to tell me what the meaning might be. Um, mm-hmm. But um, there was no meaning or no anything that was just like, oh, this means light and love or anything like that. It's just something that she created. And for a long time, I was ashamed of my middle name. Like I just, cause I couldn't pronounce it. Everybody would jack it up and they would say Ahisha, Asha, uh, Aisha and everything. So at one point I just decided, I was just like, I'll just go with whatever they call it. You know, um, what is Aisha was very popular. Um, A song Mm -hmm. came out and somebody was singing about it. So I was like, okay, I'll go with that. Because it was like, everybody Mm -hmm. was messing it up. But Mm -hmm. as I got older, um, I even dropped, I stopped saying, I just say my middle name is A. So I would just sign A. But it was a part of me. It was a part mm. of me that I felt like maybe I was kind of denying that because other people couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. It says something. Sometimes we give up certain things in our life because of others. Uh-uh. No, this is who I am. And so as I came into that and you know, saw the uniqueness of it. I then said, if I ever had a handbag line or whenever I was designing out my handbags, I would use my middle name. It's unique. It's different. Um, 
There are a lot of designers out there. You can, nobody, some people don't even pronounce Dior right. You know what I mean? So, or Versace, like, or yeah. Versace, yeah, you know? So right. I grabbed hold of that and was like, okay, I want this to be um, the name of my brand because, um, and this is during this whole process, I've just learned the two things that stand out the most about me when people really get to know me is mm-hmm. my love for handbags and my love for my friends. I love my friends mm-hmm. with everything in in me. I have had a great support system since I, I mean, I told you my best friends, best friends is 12. She's going to TJ Maxx to buy me a, buy, buy me a bag. And I've had that around me and my, my friends have become, you know, at times like my CPR when I can't breathe, when it's, when mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know what to do. And so when I thought about my middle name, my handbag line from my mother's best friend. I was like, listen, I mean, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing this. Let me merge my two loves together. And so my bags, my bags are inspired by the beauty and magic of friendship. And so mm. my first, my first product, my first bag um, that I designed and that is now um, available to purchase is named after my mother's best friend, Betty. So it's Betty's bucket. So each, yeah. So each one, each bag, each line, each design that I have, like I have multiple ones just kind of sketched out that are inspired by the people in my life, by my friends. And even too, I would hope as, as, as this grows and becomes, a, you know, the house of Asa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Speak it. Speak it, yes. <laughs> I would hope that, you know, even those that I meet, you know, because I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, yeah, I know what would be a diamond handbag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, what what would be a diamond handbag? I would see the uniqueness of it. It would now, so it would be I would so what I see is like a it would be a clutch that's also convertible. Mm-hmm. Into you where you can convert it if you needed to into a crossbody, but it would be, it would be like carrying a piece of art with multiple. Mm-hmm. It would have multiple colors on one on one side, but then on the other, it would be a solid. So <laughs> it's giving Fendi. <laughs> giving Fendi. Not gonna lie, I I dig it. Yeah. So I thought First about it, but see, that's how I visualize things. Especially mm-hmm. when I connect with someone um, because of your style and your, you know, I mean, come on now. When you bring it, you bring it. And so. Hey, look, let me see nothing yet. Don't. Come on. Let me see nothing yet. Hold on. <laughs> look, we on the come up. I'm, the, I'm, I'm saying. Come up. And, <laughs> I, and I could see, I could see that. And the reason why I would have, because, because of your fashion background, you know, sometimes you know, you may have on a certain outfit and the outfit is the is the statement, is making that statement. So then your bag, when you turn it this way, hey, it might be solid. But then it's, you, if you're um, being a little more, you know, maybe monotone to have one color, then you flip it around and you have the multicolors that's in there that shows both sides of it. So that's what I would see if I was designing your bag. Wow. So... Okay, so I'm gonna need you to design that bag and then send me the link to that bag because I want it. 
Well, it would have to I be. Wanted. It would be named. You would know it's yours because all of they, it would be named Diamond, Diamond, something Diamond, whatever that bag is. Oh, I'm already ready. You already, you already ready for it. So I'm already ready for it. Each one, each one of these bags would um, have a name to it. My next one that I'm working, actually, I'm working on, or it's being worked on, is being created and manufactured right now as we speak. Is named after mm-hmm. my first friend my very first friend that I um, that I had. And so each one has a story behind it. So how did you come up with the iconic shape of the bag? Because you told us a bit, you told us a backstory. How did you come up with the shape? What did that process look like? So the process of it, honestly, at the time, I wanted something at the time because I didn't see anything like that. Mm-hmm. And at the time... <laughs> Because now we see it. Mm-hmm. Now you see it. So mm-hmm. I wanted it to be something that was unique and that if you, to me, if you sat it somewhere on a shelf, it would just stand out almost like a piece of art or like, you know, you know, we have these little tchotchkes and different stuff we put around. At the time, I wanted it to be something that could stand on its own and be its own piece of art. So when I was drawing it out, with the handles and and um, with the shape of it, I was like, okay, what would that look like if that was just sitting on a shelf, like in your house? Not like on the shelf at the store, but if you just sat it down, would it be something that would stand out? So that's how that design started. But then as I and tried to improve it, to modernize it a bit for 20, at the time, 2021, uh, the ruching at the top to make it different because now, Bucket bags are in. Now, mm-hmm. they were not. And I know it's like, okay, mm-hmm. it's me, you would think that I had some, you know, had been at Fashion Week or something and saw that on the lines that all the models were carrying. No, it wasn't. Not that. Mm-hmm. Put the design yeah. from 20 years ago, modernized it and added um, tail to it to kind of make it stand out. And then two, I also, as far as the size of it at the time, I was like, okay, me, I carry a lot of stuff in my purse sometimes. A lot of stuff mm-hmm. you're probably not supposed to, but I'm like throwing hey, my there's iPad. no rule. You know, <laughs> I have thrown my iPad in there. I threw this, 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 and this. And so one of the things I wanted to make sure that it could hold mm-hmm. all of that, but it didn't have to be like an iPad bag. So mm-hmm. this one in particular can fit those um, items in there with space. And um, when I first, when I got it, after drawing it out and doing the measurements of it and working with the manufacturer, which got it, I was like, oh my goodness, okay, it is exactly, you know, what I thought. There was a few things I had to tweak because before when I did it, I didn't think about, okay, I need a pocket in the inside. Those little details like that, because, you know, when you're putting your keys, you don't want to, especially with a bucket bag, you don't want to have to dig all the way down you want something that would be easily accessible, like for your keys or your lipstick um, or makeup or anything that you may need. So very, very it was a great process. It was a great, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I was nervous because I was using vegan materials. So I wanted to make sure, you know, I, I didn't even really, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even really know what that really meant all the way around. I know that term is thrown around very loosely and you do have to be careful with that because 
vegan does not equal sustain sustainability because some mm-hmm. vegan materials take over like 500 years to decompose mm-hmm. so that sustain you know just making sure all of those parts of it that i didn't think about and just was like what does it mean so i carried the bags for months before mm-hmm. before i even let anybody like anybody see anything because i was like i don't want to get this and then three months down the line, it's out somebody at the beach and it just starts melting or something. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all mm-hmm. of this real time. I'm still learning. I'm still learning mm-hmm. all of these different terminologies with these materials and what this means and and wanting to be um, ethical and, and everything about my products and making sure that I am, you know, just not using these key terms to draw people, but that mm-hmm. it really is what it is. Um, and that I do love about my bags, the more you carry it, the softer it gets. Like the, you know, the material feels mm. softer. Because that, you know, for me, if I'm sitting up there trying to rub on people's bags, you know, for me, it's got to. <laughs> yeah. <it's good. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that you're thinking of like, that you have to test it out, right? That you're making sure you're being honest. Because look, a lot of these people out here, they're not honest. All right. These brands, some of these brands out here, lying. Just lying, sitting on the throat of lies. Okay. <laughs> so I, I love to hear that you're like, okay, I'm not sure, you know, what vegan is. So let me do my research. Okay, cool. Now let me carry this bag around and make sure it doesn't melt in the sun. Right. So the whole, that whole process is, is really great, honestly. So, okay. So I just want to emphasize the fact that you're not just a regular handbag. Okay. Luxury. Okay. Luxury. Luxury. So. so- your question is baby baby the question i don't know if people can hear when i say the question right is have you ever had people and i know you have ever had people question your price you literally you clearly explained that it's a luxury handbag brand right but people some people don't articulate that have you ever had people question your price and what was your response yes Yes. i've had people question my price on both ends so Mm. on the the most you know, one that we think of, oh, it's cost too much. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I can't mm-hmm. afford that. You know, those those types of of, of questions, um, or you don't have, you are you gonna come out with a a, a cheap just pretty much a cheaper brand, mm-hmm. a cheap a cheaper mm-hmm. price? Yes, I've had that, and I've handled it in a way that says, you know what, I understand my bag may not be for everyone. And I understand okay. you're not meant and to be for everybody. I'm not for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But I do know this, that if you do, if someone really wants the bag, they will get it. They're going to get that this, bag. They're going to get that bag, whomever. Mm-hmm. And my thing has been this. So this gets a little bit, let's get, let's get down to it with it. What surprises mm-hmm. me and what I do understand about my handbags and, and understanding the psychology behind carrying some of these bags. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes people will carry a bag because of the name and they don't care nothing about what, you know, none of the other stuff that comes on with it. It's just because of the name. And I do understand it. And I'm okay with that. And they will pay. I mean, they'll pay hundred to $300 for a knockoff version of something that is 15, 16, $2,000. But they see my bag, which is within those same price points between 150 to 
$300 and like, uh, I don't know her. So I ain't gonna care. Right. Well, that right. is not for them. Mm-hmm. It's not for them. And I, because I, and I, I try to figure out how to say this the right way in that my bags, when you carry my bag, you make the bag, not the bag making you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So when you're carrying mm-hmm. it, you're you're carrying it with pride. You're carrying it because it, you're making a statement about yourself, not that you're carrying this bag so people will identify and be like, oh, my, my, my. Now, again, I have designer handbags. Clearly, if I'm a handbag lover, so I understand that. But I also have, I, I've also been, I've carried, but I mean, it from anywhere. If it speaks to me, it speaks to me because I understand that I'm making it. Like, it's about me. It's an extension of who I am. So when I do get those questions about the price, it, it is what it is. You do not, nobody has went up to, um, it, they went to Saks and been like, why y'all charging so much? Girl, don't, don't nobody go up to Coco Chanel, she, she did, but like, don't nobody go up to yeah. her grave and be like, uh, so, so why, you know, your stuff costs so much? They don't go up to Donatella, Versace, asking right. her why Versace is so expensive. Or even right now, nobody going up to Telfar mm-hmm. saying, hey, which they, now I love, let mm-hmm. me tell you something. I love how they've done their, their thing. I mm-hmm. love how Telfar has done their thing and how they have made, I mean, I've sat back and watched Telfar, Brandon Blackwood. I absolutely am just, uh, Girl, oh my god, gold. You love it is him? a dream to get his bag, his stuff, his shoes. Oh my god, oh, I've seen magic. the shoes, just, oh my goodness. Oof. Just so I the black magic that's all I'm saying. The black just, magic of it all. He <sighs> honestly, Brandon Blackwood, when I saw his process, that was one of the the point, one of the designers that I saw that I was like, why did I never, why, why I've been sitting on these, sitting on this idea. Because I bought mm-hmm. his first that in systematic racism bag, the canvas when I was on it. Like I was like, let me get this. Didn't know anything mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. Not as you know, I've learned more about him since then because I think that was in 2020. And just seeing him, and then when I start seeing him on um his bags carrying on and just like that, sex in the city, you know, that's the you know. You get on those some of those shows like that, and then Issa Rae had a, um, um on Insecure. All of it, I was like, oh my gosh, he is just mm-hmm. and he stays yeah. true to who he is. I have, was able to speak with him. I would wonder what did the sales look like with the first in systematic racism bag. Like mm-hmm. what when Beyonce shouted out Telfar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I heard that. Cause I listened to the album that first, that first night, and I heard, I was like, "Oh my damn!" Mm-hmm. I mean, they were already popular. But what right. I loved is that they had their one of their drops at Rainbow. Did you see mm-hmm. that? I did, I was, and um, my bank account was me and my bank account were in an argument, and so I couldn't, you know, purchase one. But it's okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't miss that drop. If you miss that drop, I mean, they drop it at, tw- at noon and they sold out by one o'clock. But when I saw Wild. that at, at Rainbow, I was like, he is sending a strong message that he th- that mm-hmm. his bags are made for everyone. If you know how they're a part of the conversation now. 
you know women we need some yes. women Girl, we need some women up in there we need to be part of the conversation so the goal is to get you up there part of that conversation okay and then amen also- thank you amen and thank you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would love to be a part of that conversation because that's one thing that I've noticed. I was like, wow, there are a lot of males or that you know, are, you know, that are in that space. Mm-hmm. Not many, I, you know, I see a few, I see a few of us, mm-hmm. but not as many as I would like. Which is wild because literally handbags are for women, you know? No, I'm not saying that's only for women, right? Like, the men can wear them too. We love, we love, we love y'all. Be great, you know what I'm saying? But mostly, mostly women are the ones who are, you know, wearing the fancy handbags. And so it's like, if we're the main ones wearing it, why are we not the main ones creating them, you know? So it doesn't, it doesn't, something, something that added up. So with you being, you know, trying to get, you know, higher up in that space with you being in that space and as a founder. So what is, how has your outlook on the fashion industry shifted? Because now that you're seeing these other artists, you're seeing these other designers, you know, finally be recognized, finally taking up space. How has that changed your outlook? You know, it's changed my outlook drastically because I didn't. You know, when I would see fashion brands, I would assume that, you know, they've had to be around for hundreds of years. I mean, we look at Louis Vuitton, Mm -hmm. Gucci and all of that. They've been around forever. I didn't really think like, you know, new people. I mean, they had to, you know, grow into it and everything, which I understand that. But I, I, I look at it differently. So when I see like when I see Fashion Week now, I see that, okay. Mm -hmm all of the details and everything that had to go into that to get this line and then more collaborations are going on. And I'm understanding mm-hmm. the whole part about that. Oh, these collabs that are going on where well, you would think that these are rivals, but they're really understanding let's work together and then go get this bag together. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just, you know, I look at, I look at things differently, like people that I thought were, super stylish or really on trend or really this, that, and the other. I'm just like, oh, you know, it's a whole team behind that, that really the creatives that are behind the scenes that's really making that happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, also I really realized I didn't have to know everything to get in the game. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like I didn't have to know all of the, everything to just even start, you know, it's really just putting what it started off with is me Googling purse manufacturers. That's what, this is how all of this, when I made that decision that I wanted to do this, I was like, so if they made this bag, so I mean, I know that, cause let me tell you what I did used to do back in the day. I used to go to the fabric store and go get like just heavy made, you know, more sturdy fabric and just sew. <laughs> some of the bags mm. together that I was sketching out. So that was my process 20 years ago, thinking that that's what, but then as time went on and I started seeing more handbags and more people designing clothes and everything, I was like, no, I know these people ain't at home doing this starting out. They got to start somewhere. And so it just took me Googling purse manufacturers. Then I thought about, mm. I was like purse manufacturers in Italy. That's what I thought because mm-hmm. of the weather, 
you know, and just some of, you know, the things that I was knowledgeable about with other fashion designers. Because again, I could tell you a lot about from Louis Vuitton to Kate Spade, all of these people, I could tell you their stories and where it came from and how it went about. But I was not connecting the dots of, okay, well, what if you're not a well-known brand? How do they get their start? You know, just for instance, like our, I feel like our iconic um, designers from the 90s, like FUBU and Nietzsche, Pele Pele or uh, Cross Colors or Baby Fat and all of that. I'm like, how did they get this start? And then too, Mm -hmm. in, in this whole process, I've learned because I've been seeing some, I had start seeing some of the same bags, but with different labels. Mm-hmm. So the same bag I'm seeing in Target, I was seeing in Saks, but mm-hmm. it had the Saks Fifth Avenue label on it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and Target may have their brand. So I just started being like, now, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Right there, people buy. They buy the brand and not the bag. They buy the brand. Right. Oh, definitely. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm. Oh, I get it. I get it. And and I learned that lesson. Um, as I've been, you know, as I launched, I learned that lesson because don't get me. Wrong, I've had some amazing support from mm-hmm. friends and family. I mean, the, the support has been over the moon. I mean, I I could not ask for, you know, better support and people buying it, buying the bags, uh, telling their friends about it. And, um, you know, that even in that support, some may just buy it to support, but they're not going to carry it because it doesn't come mm-hmm. with that high-end name on it. And I get that. And I have to respect that because, because a handbag means so much more to me that doesn't necessarily mean that it may mean the same thing for, you know, another person. And actually I probably don't want them carrying it because they, mm-hmm. they don't, you get what I'm saying? And I'm, I had to be yeah. okay with it because at first it was kind of offensive in a way like, mm-hmm. and, and I felt one of the things I said, I was like, I bet if um somebody shout me out, on a song or something, then then they'll want to carry it. But then it's like I ask right. myself, but do I? Does my brand align with that? And and, and mm-hmm. really having that brand awareness of like, okay, and I, and I still, you know, right now as I'm processing all of this, because don't get me wrong, yes, I want you know I want to be in stores everywhere. I want people to carry it, but I also want people to carry it because of the meaning and because what it stands for and because of everything that we talked about not just because such and such shouted it out or such and such carried this i want them to connect Mm -hmm. to it and that goes back to like who i am as a relational person how i've been successful in all my other ventures and all my other jobs is not because I'm I'm a terrible salesperson. Let me just tell you this. I am not good with it. <laughs> like, wait a minute. How are you a real estate broker? And you no. <laughs> I've had clients and I've been successful because I connect the relational part of it and knowing the why and why and what they do. So I want my bags to reflect that on why are you carrying this? Are you just yeah. carrying it? 
you know, because it's got a name on it. Cool. If that's your, you know, if that's it. But I really want it to stand out. I want it to be, I literally want it to be a, a brand that is a brand that just that says to somebody, okay, this person is loved. This person is supported. This person shows support. This person shows love. Like it, it embodies all of that when they see that. So I had to get over that when understanding that, you know, some people, they're not going to care in it because it's not Chanel. It's not Birkin. It's not Louis Vuitton. These, you know, that comes along with the status that, you know, hey, I've made it. I get it. It's cool. I really, really hope that in, you know, as it grows, that when people, they feel good, they feel like, yeah, yeah. I got my house back. Yeah. I'm about to go and kill this meeting. I'm about to go into this, you know, or just frolicking in the park, you know? And we love frolicking. Okay. I don't care what anyone says. Black people deserve to frolic. Okay. Yes. Yes. Rest as a resistance, honey. Let's frolic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that is amazing. Like, I love the fact, first of all, all money is not good money. This is a saying that I continue hearing and I'm going to continue saying this message. Okay. All money is not good money. Every person does not need to buy your product. Yes. You may want that exposure and yes, you want more profit, but you want the right people. You want the right people to, you know, purchase your products because then those people will tell people who are like them, Hey, you should purchase this product. And now you have continued this chain of, you know, fans of authentic people. You don't want yes. any and everybody, no crazy people representing your brand because that just says that says things about you. You don't want to be said about you, right? So I right. love the fact that you have come into terms that like, okay, I'm not for everybody, and that's okay because if you were for everybody, you wouldn't be doing something correct. So for people who are listening, right. if you are trying to be for everybody, you are being for no one. Okay, so right. that is <laughs> that is super important. So baby. As we slowly continue, as we slowly, as we slowly, as we slowly wrap up, okay. what are, tell us one, a couple of receipts, you know, tell the people who have purchased, people who have purchased your brand, who have purchased your bag, what are things that they said? Oh, well, the things that they said is, you know, what I love the most. Oh my gosh. It what feels- you and I'm going to need you to not be humble. Just, just go, go nuts. Oh, okay. Well, they said how great <laughs> it feels when they're carrying it mm-hmm. because they love the material. Um, mm-hmm. They have talked about the uniqueness of the style and how many compliments they get. I get text mm-hmm. messages and calls like, I was carrying your bag. Or they will send me, I, what I love the most is when people send me photos of them carrying their bags. I'm like, oh my, oh gosh. my goodness. It feels Girl, so good. Cool. Like, those photos. Let me tell you. Okay, let's let's... Why are you not posting? Me, Why I don't see my on social media? Because yes, I lurked. Because I, I am very deficient in the area of social media. I'm listen. I am inspired Ooh, by baby. what you're doing. I'm inspired so much by what you're doing, and I need to surround myself around those that are better. That that's their zone of genius, not mine. Mm-hmm. That is when I tell you that social media is a beast to me, and it's like I've tried. And this is also a lesson for people. You got to know what where your strength is and where your weaknesses are. Because mm-hmm. with me not being out there and me, the marketing and everything, it shows the reason why my sales are not where they possibly could be. But I've also mm-hmm. had to, um, what, the people that I have had a chance to meet that are giving, giving me advice and telling me some of the things that I may have misstepped on. 
and I have to kind of mm-hmm. roll back a bit to um, mm-hmm. really bring more brand awareness and the story and the story behind the bags. Because one of one of the um, brand strategists that I've spoken with is like people need to see your story. They need to yes. hear everything that comes along with it and. I didn't think about all, you know, I was, you know, really and true. I was like, oh, I got my bag, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I just yeah. was like, okay, well, what now? And so that's why it's so important to surround yourself around um, other people that have done this either back, you know, taking a few steps back so that I can have more brand awareness, which the social media part is a part of that, that I need to, um, get better at and just really get out of my head that imposter syndrome part of it. Like, cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, I'm really not a person that likes to be on camera in front and doing all of that. But the mission and my belief in my bags is pushing me to, to do it. So yes, you're right. I have to get out there and put all of the wonderful <laughs> things that are being said. Um, but, and also, get out of my head on it needing to be perfect because you know right. it's almost like oh it's got to be like this mm-hmm. this this and this where I can see mm-hmm. I'll watch people that just throw up you know they throw anything up on there and I'm like oh I'm captivated yep. by that figuring, so, it, out. figuring okay. it out yes and so um those are some of the things that I'm doing but I want to highlight those sent me messages about um how good they feel when they're carrying it and so yes those are the receipts that people have share it with me and also what do i get a lot when's the next bag what's the next bag when 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 can i get I this mean, next you bag you want to let us in on when is when is when is the next drop you gonna let us in on a little something, something well the next drop looks to be around summertime mm-hmm. being okay. manufactured right now i had to go back and tweak it a bit um tweak my design a bit but also, let me tell you, this this design is, uh, is inspired by the first um, first bucket mm-hmm. bag and also some of the feedback. It's like, oh my gosh, I love the bag. Do you have a smaller version? I like carrying something smaller whenever I go to, you know, to the park or to the grocery store if I'm just running. So what I did was I was like, okay, smaller. Let's go back to the drawing board. So... Mm-hmm. Next, the next handbag will be a smaller version of, it will be a smaller version of the first one. So it's that true, kind of like true, like small crossbody as well. And then too, you know, I said, I have, I have a, I have a daughter, so she's Mm -hmm. an upcoming teenager. So it's also something that um, would, she would be able to carry as well because it's more of a smaller version. So that's the little secret about that one. Oh my gosh, I'm honored to be in to be in on the secret. I'm honored. Yes. You can I tell you that. can tell. Look, you can you can tell some people about it. <laughs> oh, you know I will. I'm gonna shout it from the rooftop. I got you. I'm gonna shout I it mean, from the rooftop. I mean, actually I actually mm-hmm. have the sample of it. If you want to see. I mean, <laughs> you going you going You want to show the sample? Let me see a sample. Mm-hmm. So let me show you. Yeah. This. Let's let's see the sample. <gasps> and that's my color. Oh my God. You knew what you was doing. 
You ain't slick. Oh, baby, so, I'm gonna get one of those. And so, yeah, uh, it, uh, and as it, I'm obsessed. It, it's still a crossbody, but even if you decided mm -hmm. you wanted to shorten it, I'm so, obsessed. So okay. I was. You know what I'm saying is to send it to me and then send me an invoice because you know I got that's you. Girl. I it. got you. It's my yeah. That's a, little, that's a little sneak peek. So we even got a sneak peek, y'all. We exclusive now. We really are. <laughs> Only for you. I think it's the cutest little thing, you know. And then the colors. So cute. I to make yeah. sure with summer colors, and then, um, mm -hmm. you know, Pantone, Pantone color for the year. Mm -hmm. It's magenta. So Ooh, oh. okay for the girls who love pink. I'm not one of them, but you know, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. what are three final pieces of advice that you want to leave for those who have thought about or are currently fashion brand owners or who are you know, thinking about being, it doesn't have to be fashion. It could be just any brand who are currently, you know, wondering like, hmm, maybe I should start a brand. What advice do you have for them? So I would say definitely make sure you get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Meaning like the the thoughts in your head that really make you say, Oh, I can't do this. Get that get 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 rid of those. Get rid of those negative thoughts about what you can and can't do. If you have, if you have the th I feel like we are all create we're all created for a purpose and we have some uniqueness that we bring to the world. So whatever that is that you have, go for it. You can do it. And, and it sounds so cliche, you know, like, oh, you know, I can do this or it really, it really is. It really, really, it really is. You can do it. Secondly, find your tribe, find your squad, yes. find yes. those, surround yourself, yeah. around those that are smarter than you. What what is that saying? They talk about if you're the smartest one in the room, you need to go to another room. Or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's okay. You have you you. I bring my own uniqueness in certain spaces. If this was one of if, if we was talking about real estate, I would be like blah, 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 because I've done it for so long. But at some point, I had to learn. This is the same thing for me right now. The people that I'm surrounding myself so, surrounding myself around organically, like it just it kind of organically happened. Um, are those that I can learn from and they are they are my tribe, they are my squad that is really helping me during this time. So I think that is key. That is key to make sure that you have um a good team around you that can pick you up on those days when you're trying to figure all of this out. Just don't be so hard, be so hard on yourself during the beginning stages. And even if you're in it, if you have to take a step back. Like I was just saying, mm -hmm. be willing to rewind. So that's my neck. Yeah, that's my, be willing to rewind when you need to. And for all, some of you mm -hmm. all that don't know, I think rewind goes back to the old VCR days, but <laughs> but be oh, willing child. to, I know, right? I'm like, some of y'all might not know what that is, but, oh, but <laughs> don't be afraid to rewind because it's never too late. You know, as you're going through the process of learning the new space that you're in and taking this step, 
um, like myself. I went about it in kind of out of order and in a certain way, but it's okay to take those steps, those steps, those steps back because it, I feel like it will propel you to where you're supposed to be. Take this advice and run with it. Because I promise you it'll change your life. And I hope y'all learned. Learned some things. Got some good value out of this episode. Tressa, my love, thank you so much for being a guest. I truly appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. I am so grateful. Thank you, Diamond. Diamond. The name fits. Name fits. I cannot wait till I'm designing that diamond handbag. Oh, I can't wait for you to design it either. Don't even, you don't even ask me, do I want it? Just send it. Okay. Okay. With the invoice right there. Just insert credit card info. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, tell them yeah. where they can find you, boo. So you can find me. I am on IG at Asa underscore brand and also on the website, asabags.com. Beautiful. Well, y'all, I will catch y'all in the next episode. Tressa Love, I'll be making sure these people slide in your DMs. I'll be in your DMs, okay? That's a good slide in the DMs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk Your Shit Podcast. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at queen underscore of diamonds. Let me know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a review and tagging me on social media. Stay audacious and I'll catch you in the next episode.